Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne. Uh, before we get started, just a quick reminder, you should like us on Facebook if you haven't already done so. Just go to aboveaveragesho.com slash Facebook to go like the page and join the conversation that's happening there. Again, aboveaveragesho.com slash Facebook. This week, we're starting something new on the show. Uh, we're calling it Punch Out. You'll hear Punch Out every once in a while, probably every four or five episodes. So about the name, first off, we're not calling this Punch Out because I've thought about sparring with my kids in the backyard when they're driving me crazy. That would be totally wrong. It's called Punch Out because I'm going to use this time to quickly knock out and share a current news story or trend or just a personal story about big family life. It's going to be a lot shorter than a typical above-average episode. We'll keep on making the longer and in-depth shows, but some topics, they just make more sense to talk about in short bursts. The whole goal with this podcast is to just encourage those of us with big families, and we don't always need 30 or 40 minutes to do that. And it's also called Punch-Out, because that was one of my favorite Nintendo games growing up. Shout out to boxing legend Mike Tyson, who, by the way, is a father of eight. So let's go ahead and get started. Punch-Out, when your work life interrupts family life. Today, we're talking about an article by Jim Joseph, and it was in Entrepreneur Magazine, Three Ways to Soften the Blow of Work Interrupting Family Time. This won't be necessarily applicable to everyone, but if your job is remotely white-collar, if you're a pencil pusher, if you're a paper shuffler, if you consider yourself an office jockey, you're totally going to get this. You'll relate. The article is a good article, if for no other reason than it talks about an elephant in the room. For parents who work outside the home, your work life sometimes invades the home life. It happens to the best of us regardless of the boundaries we set, right? Telecommuting and other digital options have made this a ton easier in recent years. And it's not just take-home projects or email. Your boss can now literally call you on your smartwatch. But as many of us say we loathe it, when we've got work to do, we want to get it done with excellence. And sometimes that means answering an email off hours or on the weekend. We want to be a top-notch performer in what we do so we can continue to provide for our families or maybe even raise that standard, raise that bar a little bit. The three ways the writer talks about in this article are, one, carve out a separate workspace, two, use flex time, and three, include the kids with a parallel activity. So let's tackle these one by one. Let's see if they're relevant for big families, and let's see if the advice is worth listening to. The author's first point, the separate workspace. So what he's saying here is that a dedicated work zone can, quote, help you keep from scattering your work materials all over the kitchen table, your bedroom, and your bathroom, end quote. So I work from home, and I completely agree. My home office is our fourth bedroom, and when I go in there, my family knows that I'm at work. And just as important, it clicks for me that work time is beginning and that it shouldn't last all day long, and then when I walk out of here, the workday is done. Even if you don't work from home, a dedicated area for work puts up an actual barrier to go take care of business. Let your physical shift to that zone be a signal that you're now in work mode. And the sooner you're able to hunker down and finish whatever you're working on, the sooner you return to family life. Now, this is not going to be ideal for many of us. If we've got limited space, that happens all the time with big families, right? It's not ideal. And you've heard me say in previous episodes that I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be able to keep my office before needing to sacrifice it to a kid. So what am I going to do then? I don't know exactly. But I'm guessing I'll end up carving out a corner in one of the rooms here in the house for my work materials, probably the dining room. But the point is, is that I'm going to have a specific zone that lets me get my work done, get it done as soon as possible, and at the same time indicate to others that I'm not available. 
if you build up the habit of the separate work zone, I think you're less likely to space out on your family. You'll stop trying to converse with both them and your boss or both them and a client. All right, moving on. Point number two on this author's ways to soften the blow of work interrupting family time. And he's saying use flex time. So speaking of not spacing out on your spouse and your kids, here's where I'm not as on board with this article. Regarding being productive with downtime, the writer says, quote, bring a smartphone with you to your kids' sports events so you can be productive during the downtimes. He goes on to say some other things, some other ideas and concepts on using flex time. But at the crux of it, if he's still saying bring a smartphone with you to your kids' sports events, I don't know. Look, we're going to do this to some degree anyway. All of us probably will, right? Emergencies come up, pressing projects need to be worked on, and so on. But I'm kind of surprised that someone would just generally say, check out during your kids' ball games. And to bring it back home for this podcast, for what we do with Above Average, the big family issue, if you're at one of your kids' ball games, you're probably also surrounded by some of your other kids who are watching the game. As a rule of thumb, no. Don't try to be productive at your kids' activities. Well, unless you're being productive as a dad or a mom. That gets my full support. But as far as being like a productive employee or productive entrepreneur even, in those moments, no, that's not what that's for. Focus on the family here. And for that matter, get to know your fellow parents sitting around you. That's good for you guys socially. Have you ever tried to get to know somebody who's constantly dropping their heads, checking their phone? No, it's not worth it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl if you can help it. Now, what I thought the author was going to say here about flex time was use flex time in a way that lets you get more involved and be more genuinely present in your family life. For instance, if your job is flexible and work tasks are something you can get done after the kids go to bed, maybe trade those hours for being able to attend school events that are in the middle of the day. Again, the more kids you have, the more of these activities you have to go to. So flex time would be a great option here. But intentionally trying to email at a ball game? No thanks. All right, point number three, include the kids with a parallel activity. All right, Jim, I'm back on board with you here. Check out this quote from him. I used to do my work at night when the kids were doing their homework. That way I could help them and make a productive use of the time while they were concentrating. And then he goes on to say, they'll also emulate your focus as they get their work done too. Now, obviously, especially in a larger family, you probably have your own house chores to get done, right? Like laundry or yard work. And sometimes these have to happen while the kids are doing their homework. I'm not saying your take-home work always needs to be done alongside the kids, but don't ignore the positives here. If kids see mom or dad getting work done, especially in a similar way as themselves, you know, paperwork, then they'll start to model your behavior. After all, you probably have fewer distractions than they do. That focus is really important. And if they're not learning that from you, are they learning that at all? So that wraps up the three points, but just a quick epilogue. I want to talk about the work-life balance here for a second. With every word that I've said over the past few minutes, I've kept this in mind. There's a time for work, and there's a time for family. Don't be a workaholic, at least not at the expense of missing a lot of your kid's life, their activities and their games, or their hugs, or perhaps worst of all, just not being present in the moment. So the work-family life balance is really, really important, but there's more to it than that too. You are more than just an employee or an entrepreneur. And for that matter, you're more than just a mom or a dad. Over on AboveAverageShow.com, I posted a little bit about Zig Ziglar's Will of Life. If you're not familiar with Zig Ziglar, he's one of the greatest motivational speakers and really just motivators uh, that we've seen ever. Uh, he's a phenomenal speaker. He's got tons of material out there. But on this Will of Life, the rough concept is that to be the most successful you can be, 
you need to constantly balance and adjust and readjust the components of your life. He says there are seven main components. Uh, they range from social and physical to spiritual, but the whole list is over there uh, at AboveAverageShow.com. Go look at the show notes for this episode. But generally, the idea is that wheels that are out of balance don't roll easily. Because this is punch out, I'll spare you the heavy details. I won't go into this any farther right now. But go check it out if living a really balanced life, a properly balanced life, is something you're interested in. I've also shared some other sites over on the blog, including other podcast suggestions and a website specifically for fathers who are just trying to be better men and better dads. Again, go to AboveAverageShow.com. If you want to go to the show notes specifically for this episode, it's AboveAverageShow.com slash 23. All right, that wraps it up for this episode and the first punch out. Let us know what you think. Reach out and find more episodes to listen to over at AboveAverageShow.com or let us know, like I said, on our Facebook page. Again, AboveAverageShow.com slash Facebook. All right, thanks for listening and thank you for being above average. We'll see you all next time.